morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord, our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Generous Lord, in word and sacrament, you have proclaimed the mystery of your love. Help us so to live out our days that we may proclaim your wonders in the world. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our reading for this third Sunday after Epiphany is from Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 19. And Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And, as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Another week, another church service. Do I have to? What difference does it make anyway? It's the same thing every Sunday. Even if we never say it, that's what our old sinful nature thinks. It's why we sometimes find it so much easier to make a habit out of something, anything else, on Sunday morning. Because there are so many important things in life, aren't there? It's why we become satisfied with less Jesus rather than more, and why our daily devotions suffer. You know your sinful nature doesn't want you to be here, but you also know that you can't trust that sinful nature. The sinful nature knows exactly what's good for it, keeping you out of God's Word and away from Jesus. Good for your sinful nature, but bad for you. So that's why this whole church thing can be a fight. You're always up against yourself to make it here. Sunday service should be the most natural thing in the world for us, but it isn't. It's not natural for us, but it is for Jesus. From our reading this morning, verse 16, He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. How about that? And Scripture is his word. Yet as a child, he studied and learned it by heart, and now as an adult, he is just devote, as devoted to it. He attends services faithfully. His custom and habit is to love the word. Wouldn't that be something? To come to church not as a duty or burden, not out of a sense of obligation, not as a, quote, have to, or simply as a matter of routine, not even because we need it. Although, let's not kid ourselves, we do need it, so long as that sinful nature refuses to move out. 
but to come out of love for being here. That's the life of Jesus. He's the man who lives not by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. He's the one described in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man, Jesus. His delight is in the law, Torah, of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. It was normal and natural for Jesus to be in church, to hold God's word sacred and to gladly hear and learn it. But this Sabbath day was different from others. This time Jesus didn't come to the Nazareth synagogue because he was the son as was supposed, of Joseph. He'd done that, been an obedient son for 30 years. This time, he wasn't there to be a hearer of the word. This time, he went to Nazareth as a teacher of the word, a rabbi, a guest preacher in his home congregation. He went as son of the Father in heaven. And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who were oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The home folks in Nazareth had never seen the sight of Jesus before. They'd never heard him like this. So whether they came that day out of habit or obligation, or even love of the word, they got more than they expected. This wasn't just another service, according to custom, go through the motions and head home. Verse 20 we hear, and he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Isn't that a great description? All eyes in the church are fixed on Jesus. No dozing in the pew after a late night, no daydreaming about next Sunday's Super Bowl, no furtive glances at a phone or watch. Wouldn't it be great if those words described us today? Jesus came, and the eyes of all were fixed on him. Then came the sermon. It wasn't a lecture on theology, a list of ten steps to be a better you, or a rally for some social issue. In a simple and profound way, Jesus applied God's word to the people right there. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. What Isaiah wrote, Jesus says, is about me. It's as if the words of the prophet walked right off the page and stood in front of them, like one of those movies where the characters of a book come to life as you read. Except this was no fairy tale or story. This was real. Real scroll, real Jesus, real words from his mouth to the real ears of his hearers. He fills out the word in four dimensions in time and space. Jesus is the word in human flesh, the word that's living and active, present in this place for you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon him. He's the anointed one, the Christ. That's why he went to synagogue on that Sabbath day, and they couldn't believe their ears. All spoke well of him, it says in verse 22, and marveled 
at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? No, not really. Truly, he is the Son of God, conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. That's why he comes to church so faithfully, still, including today, to deliver the good news of salvation to you, poor and needy, to proclaim liberty to you who are in debt with sin, to give sight to you who walk in darkness, to set free you who are in bondage, and to let you know that the jubilee year of the Lord has begun. It all happens in your hearing, literally in your ears. That's how Jesus makes himself and his forgiveness known to you. It's like St. Paul said, Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So, Today, in your hearing, the scripture is fulfilled again. Jesus the Christ comes with the Lord's favor for you. That's the point of every Sunday. Flesh and blood Jesus, true God and also true man, steps into our service. He never grows tired of doing this. He loves to fulfill the word again and again. To be the word for poor, lost sinners like you and like me. So Sunday isn't about you and what you're doing here, though it's good that you are here. What matters is that he's here, here for the depressed and despairing, for the sinner and the sinned against, for all who are oppressed, victimized, abused, taken advantage of, and suffering. He's the answer to our prayer. Stretch forth the hand of your majesty to heal and defend us. Not all who here believe, like the people in his hometown. What do they want with Jesus? Apparently not the good news he proclaims, the liberty he brings, the sight he restores, or the freedom he promises. They want him dead. So they drag him out of town and up to the cliff the city's built on. They wanted the anointed one crushed for them, bruised and wounded, stricken, smitten, and afflicted. That hill wasn't Calvary, but it was close. Jesus came to be that word too, the despised, rejected, crucified word. He came to suffer for our sins, for the way that we've groaned about hearing his word, for our indifference to the word, for the times we've allowed ourselves to be distracted or enticed away from it. And instead of taking his word away and leaving us without hope or help, he continues to come. He comes and extends the Lord's favor to us again. He doesn't have to be here. He doesn't have to do this. He doesn't need what we give him, our sins, our prayers, our offerings. But still, he comes week after week, service after service, forgiving, loving, and showing mercy to us and to all. The joy of life in the church is that it's never just another service. Every week is a little Christmas and another epiphany. Jesus himself is the rabbi, the teacher whose word proclaims the Lord's favor. And he's more than that. He's God with us, right here in our midst, visiting us with his mercy and grace. And that's why we wish to be here even when we can't. As the psalmist wrote, 
How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. So we're not just the old sinful nature after all. You can tell him to get out, to stop harassing you because Jesus is here. You've got a new Lord. It's Christ in us who drags us out of bed, sometimes kicking and screaming, into the pew so that we can receive his gifts again, so the word can be fulfilled again in our hearing, so his forgiveness and life can fill us. That's just the way Jesus is, always in church, always in his word, always flesh and blood, always crucified and risen for you, always with more forgiveness to speak until that day when the sinful nature is dead and buried for good. He will be then forever our Lord, and we'll be with him, and we'll love every moment of it. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. God of all mercy, your Son proclaimed good news to the poor, release to the captives, and freedom to the oppressed. Anoint us with your Holy Spirit, and set all your people free to praise you in Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.